Hey, everybody. Well, if you've got a book lover in your family that you're looking for the perfect book for, we have Alan Eskins in studio. He's best-selling author. His latest book is called Nothing More Dangerous, and uh, it's one of our favorite books of the year. It's definitely in our top ten list. Oh, thank you so much. So good. Say, Lori doesn't say this to every single author. <laughs> no, I don't. We really, I, we <laughs> really don't. This book is so good. It is so good, and um, give people the setup of Nothing More Dangerous. Nothing More Dangerous is a story of a 15-year-old boy growing up in 1976, Missouri. Um, I am a Minnesotan, but I grew up in Missouri, uh, left to go to college. And so um, Bodie is growing up in that era where I grew up, and he is a kid who he's feels like a prisoner of the woods that he used to love so much. Uh, he lives with a mother who is widowed and hasn't quite got, gotten over the death of Bodie's father. Um, he lives on a dead-end gravel road. He just feels like he needs to get away, and he wants to run away. And his life and world changes when a family moves in across the road from him out on this you know, dead-end gravel road. And Bodhi is white, and this family is black. And through that experience, he starts to see the world through this, you know, the, the son of this family, through his eyes. And he learns empathy, and it opens up. You know, there's this entire world of secrets that he didn't know was going on around him. And there's a missing woman in the story. There's a neighbor with a dark secret. There's a bunch of moving parts here that uh, uh, that I put in here. One of the cool things, I mean, because you start the book in your dedication, which is, you know, your acknowledgments at the beginning of the book. And usually you hear that at the end, um, that you've been working on this for over 20 years. Uh, 27, actually. Yeah, I so mean, so this was before. So you were a criminal attorney. Yes. And then you started writing. Yeah, I, I got out of law school and I got a job. I, my first job was as a judicial law clerk. And there was a side of me, this creative side that needed exercise. I needed to do something to scratch the itch. So I started just writing a short story about this 15-year-old boy. And because I was enjoying writing that story, I started reading books on writing technique because I, mm -hmm. I hadn't taken any classes. And then I started taking classes on writing technique. And then, so I studied for 20 years working on this manuscript. And after 20 years... It wasn't right. It wasn't finished. I didn't know why. So I put it aside, wrote five other novels, became a um, best-selling best yes, yes. and went back and rewrote this without even pulling that old manuscript out of the drawer. I, I, I outlined it and I rewrote it. Um, and when I finished it, I knew it was ready to go. And I was so excited to, to see it out there now. That's so cool. If you're just joining us, we're with Alan Eskins, and the book is Nothing More Dangerous. And a lot of people might have read The Life We Bury. The Deep um, Dark Descending. Deep Dark Descending, which I believe we had you on for before. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that Lori and I and Donnie just kind of found out today is that you've done these five novels, but this character now has already been in these novels you've done, but yes. really this is him being the young 15-year-old before he goes on to be growing up in your other novels. Exactly. Was that planned, or did it just kind of happen was that way? kind of a fun little Easter egg for me, because when you are when you first start out writing, you, know, you don't think, I'm going to be a published author or you know beyond that. So I'm just doing this for my own fun. And so I'd written this manuscript about this 15-year-old boy, and then I was writing this novel, on The Life of Barry, and there was a character in the novel who was a law professor. And it dawned on me that this 15-year-old boy and this law professor were aspects of who I was at 15 and who I became after law school. So I named the law professor Bodhi Sandin after this kid um, with my own head, knowing that he, this kid goes up to be this law professor. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was just kind of a little joke until um, I became a published author, and now it's a prequel. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. 
It is it's cool. fun knowing that. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, I, I think a poignant um, thing about this book, and I, I would describe it, you know, as a, a coming-of-age book, and I think somebody else described it as Stand By Me meets To Kill a Mockingbird, but you have a quote in the book, and I think it's, Hoke is the next-door neighbor, says to Bodhi, Martin Luther King, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance yeah. and conscientious stupidity, and that does seem to encapsulate the world in which we're living right now. There is so much ignorance happening and racism, and we haven't put any of it to bed. Yeah, oddly enough, I wrote that line back in the early 90s um, to describe what life was like when I grew up in the 70s, thinking it would never be more relevant than, you know, that explanation. And, uh, yeah, that is the theme of the novel. That is where Bodhi starts the novel. He is a good-hearted kid, um, but he has notions of us and them that are just ingrained so deeply that he didn't, he's never questioned them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and to have that be so relevant today wasn't my intent. It, it wasn't my hope actually, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, so many of the reviews that are coming back are pointing out that it has a strong relevance to today's society. Yeah. It's, and I think Lori was sad she didn't bring in her book. And I think this page 168 kind of encompasses what we're talking about here and, and Bodhi is talking with Hoke, and Hoke finally um, says that you'll never change what a person person thinks in their head or what they feel in their heart by passing a law. If a man doesn't want to look at who he is deep down, he's not going to much care about what the law says about it. I know, you're so it's wise. Just so, and and the, <laughs> even above that, the thing about prejudice is passed yeah. down, and it's fears, and we don't even know what we fear until the we're... us versus It's so them. good. This book is so relevant on so many levels, and it's... So moving. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's, and you and you and you haven't got to the most moving part. Yet, no, so we're I just, we're I'm, we, <laughs> we I both already have like thirty pages I know. left, and I'm like, oh. Would you like to see nothing more dangerous? Be a movie, a mini series. What's happening with that? I would love to see it be a movie. Um, I actually I started studying screenwriting a couple of years ago with the notion that I was going to write the screenplay. So just on the side, I've been writing the screenplay, and I'm about half finished with it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does ever become a movie, I would love to have them use my screenplay, at least as the foundational yeah. screenplay, to start the thing. Maybe Do- Michael B. Jordan would be introdu- introduced right. in uh, producing this because he just produced Just Mercy, which is based on Brian Stevenson's book about the true life story of him getting the um, convicted, the guy who was convicted yeah. of, you know, I just was thinking, you know, he's he's like, when I've seen him do interviews, he's like, I want to do more movies that have more message and more meaning and so i'm just like putting it out there I, for michael b jordan and i have Jamie an Fox. agent out there um who is who is looking around you know sending it around to people and yeah. so that would and actually we are focusing on you know we would like to get uh, a, a black producer or black director mm-hmm. yeah. involved um because i can bring to the table my experiences from missouri and that side of the story and i would love to have someone with a different um, background yeah. to, to, to add to the to the movie. And if you're joining us, we're with Alan Askins. The book is Nothing More Dangerous. It's such a great book, um, and it would be such a great gift, I think, from anybody teenager on up. Yeah, I, mean, I feel because like it, it can, a young person young, would yeah, like I think reading this, this book, be, I want my kids to read this. It is definitely a crossover, um, yeah. adult, and uh, it's not a young adult novel, but no. it's a crossover um, we've sent it out to actually to a bunch of English teachers, high school English teachers, um, when it was in ARC form, uh, advanced reading copy form. Mm-hmm. 
um, to get feedback on it. And we had such wonderful feedback. There's already some classes that are teaching in the spring. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it is it is geared for both audiences. And one of, oh, I'm sorry. It was one of the things that struck me is, you know, this family, this black ma- family from Edina, Minnesota, moves down to Missouri where it's, he's like, the kid, Thomas, who's 15 from Edina, is like, yeah, I do all this stuff. And, you know, it's so great. And the guy's like, well, what, how boring being in the suburbs. He's like, no, we have everything. And he goes down there and he'd never really experienced racism to that level. Yeah. And how it just blows you away because we grew up in Minnesota. And I don't, oh, it's I everywhere. It's everywhere. The, but what are you I feel talking like, about? This is no, one of the more racist no, places, Julia. But I mean, I just. Well, what Th- I, that what struck I wanted, me. What I wanted to do was create a contrast um, in that this is an up or upwardly mobile um, black family. Yes. So they're moving into this beautiful Victorian house where Bodie, the white kid, lives in this you know rambler dump kind of a house, and I, I wanted to kind of switch things around so that um, you know Thomas, the friend, the the black friend across the road, plays golf. I mean, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he you know he is an upwardly mobile family, and so. Bodie's never seen that. Right. He's, he 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 associates black with what they call them in the novel Goat Hill. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, this um, poor area of town, and so he's never seen that aspect. And so I I wanted to turn as many things on his head as I could as I was writing the novel. He really yeah. did. It's brilliant. We what, only have a minute left. Alan, what's the uh, last good book that you read that you're recommending? Oh goodness, uh, Ruth Wears. Um, Ruth Wears. The key. Yes, Turn oh, the key I, was oh. wonderful. Educated was wonderful. Oh, educated um, was good. Uh, um, nobody likes a booger. <laughs> oh, that's a children's book, but oh, yeah. I gotta throw that out there. Um, uh, yeah, so so um, there's a lot of good books. Yeah, out there. are you doing? Are you done with your uh, book I'm, signings? I'm right done now? with book signings. Mm-hmm. However, um, whenever I do a book signing, I always sign stock before I leave. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants a signed copy for someone on their Christmas list, um, there should be some at Once Upon a Crime, at Subtext, at Next Chapter. At the Barnes and Noble in Maple Grove, Burnsville, okay. and I may stop at the uh, Mall of America on the drive home today and sign some stock there, just so there's some. Oh, stuff. nice! Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful. great thing to do. Well, we appreciate you coming in studio again. Definitely, the book "Nothing More Dangerous" in our top ten uh, books for this year is just marvelous. So I hope I can't you're working on the next one. I am, but it won't be out for till 2021. All right, very good. Well, great to see you. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Nothing more dangerous than the book, Ellen S. We've got a couple copies to give away, 651-641-1071. Cheers, we'll be right back.